Welcome to episode number 123 of the Keep Up Podcast. Where the only fancy car we need is a Hot Wheels. Like Hot Wheels? No. Did you ever? Nah. Well, as a kid, I just was gifted them a lot. I was too. That's funny. It's. I think it's just like a thing older people think are cool with kids. Yeah. Cars I, and stuff. I see. Um. Often, if I'm at a store that has a toy aisle, mm-hmm. I see uh, older gents looking at the Hot Wheels. Yeah. And I often assume it's for their long-lived collection and not for a child of the family. That's a, that's weird that that's your first thought. I could be wrong. You know, if I was a grandparent yeah, and I was like, check out these cars, yeah, I wouldn't do that. I'd be I mean, like, they're check not out like, this Game Boy. But... Not like old, like super old. Mm-hmm. Like you know? more like your age? Late 50s? Wow. <laughs> Give or take. Roughly. Is there like, do you have a dream car? Like a car that... It's either super expensive or hard to find or just something you've always wanted and just never have gotten. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I've never gotten a car that I want. <laughs> <laughs> that's I, sad, Brett. That's, I've never had... What about the Jeep? Did you uh, like that? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, but I, I guess you were, like, gifted that in a sense. The... Wait, the Pathfinder? I I've know. never owned a Jeep. What's... What was the... What was the Jeep? So <laughs> I had a, I had a, an Isuzu Trooper was my first car ever. Mm-hmm. And that thing was boss. Right. And, and that's, then, that's the Jeep. It is? Oh, I mean, is, is that it not a Jeep? Of? What color was it? Black. Okay. Yeah. That's, that was the closest. But it's not thing a Jeep. Jeep. I, I, it wasn't you know a Jeep. me. I don't know cars at all. It was, it wasn't a Jeep, but it was close. It okay. was like a Jeep. In my head, it was always a Jeep. Yeah. It wasn't. Okay. But a Jeep <laughs> is, and then another, another car that I had that I liked was, um, a Pathfinder. It was a Nissan Pathfinder and that mm-hmm. was dope. That was the red one. Oh yeah. And it was like, it was, uh. Was that one the stick shift? Yes. Yes. Oh man, I missed that car. What what happened to that one? Uh the frame rotted out so they Ugh. wouldn't inspect it or whatever. And you can't really just fix that. It's not worth fixing nope. at that point. New England weather. Wow. Brutal. So is there like a dream car? I want a Jeep. A Jeep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what I was remembering, that you would just love Jeeps. Yeah, I've wanted a Jeep forever. Mm-hmm. Um a Sahara. And I, I just would, watched that the other day, actually. Really? Yeah. How was it? It was a movie. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, and I've also, I would love to get an older car, like a like a '57 Chevy, like something crazy. So that specific vintage, '57. Like, what? '57. Uh, a '57 <laughs> Chevy. <laughs> what about a '50? What if you get a '58? <laughs> the year a, was 1957. Shut up. '55. <laughs> <laughs> that's dead. Let that die. I won't. Bye. <laughs> pop, pop. Oh. Everything dies except of, except of. <laughs> what about you? Oh. Are you ever, do you ever want to drive anything? Yes. You do? When cars are self-driving. They are, aren't they? Almost. We're real close. I'm very fortunate. Would you even do that though? Yeah. You would? I would trust a self-driving car more than me, to be honest. Wow. I just, I feel like it's a lot of responsibility to put on myself and yeah. others. Because then I'll be responsible, 
at some point in my life, someone will need a ride somewhere. Yeah. And that'll just freak me out. No, that's real. It's too much pressure. For myself, it's like, all right, if I crash, I die. That's my life. But <laughs> What a <laughs> sentence. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's something that always like just sketches me out. I just, yeah. I don't trust other people and I'm just not confident enough with myself, I guess. But it's not enough to just want a cool car? No. All right. But it's always been a convertible. I don't know why. I don't oh, like them. Okay. But I want one. Really? As I grew older, I was like, those aren't like, I don't want a convertible. That's funny. I can't really picture you in one. No, I can't don't. picture you being like, hey, look at my convertible. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for crazy convertible. <laughs> Dude, that would be a completely different game. It would be. Was there a sequel to Crazy Taxi? Dude, there's three of them. Wow. Yeah. Crazy Taxi 2 and 3. Wow. So this the third one's two. just called Three. Yeah. It's just not even Crazy Taxi. It's just, <laughs> it's just Three. three. <laughs> Dude, I want that game. Three. I would, I would play the game Three. Um, but yeah, Jet Steel drove a convertible, and that's That what actually makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Cargo shorts and convertibles. convertibles. Convertible shorts. Yeah, and Chicks. The three Cs. Chicks. <laughs> to, to Jet Steel. Jet Steel. He's about the three Cs. <laughs> Cargo shorts. Convertibles. And? Except of <laughs> chicks. I knew it was coming. I just <laughs> I knew knew it. Know. it never makes sense, so it doesn't no. matter where I put it. It's so perfect. Uh, hey, welcome to the Keep Up. We're the Keep Up. This is the Keep Up podcast, <laughs> and uh, we talk nonsense. And um, that's not the main thing. I shouldn't lead with that. You should, unless you really dig it. Uh-huh. Then this is all nonsense all the time. Same yeah. bat place, time, same channel. Except of except of Batman. <laughs> And friends. <laughs> and uh, and also not Batman. Right. Sometimes Batman. Yeah. But mostly, you know, we just can't keep up with all the things we like, and we like mm-hmm. a lot of things, and this is where we talk about all the things. So that's it, dude. Super descriptive. I know. Really, a lot of people know exactly what I just happened. I think that when I say things, mm-hmm. people know that I mean technology and TV and food and comic books and also regular books without pictures and also music uh-huh. and podcasts yep. and video games, if I didn't say that, and movies too, there if I didn't go. say that. Yeah, yeah. You nailed the, the the only two we ever do at the at the end. Yeah, I like Movies to say the, video games. I like to say the other things that we only hit sometimes. Right, very rarely. Those are a special little <laughs> extra treats. A, a little a little oomph. Mm. oomph. You just you you make it a pie mm. and you cut into it. Yep. And then there's a mouse in there and you're like, oh, that's a little oomph. Yeah. And then you got mousy pie. You got mousy pie. <laughs> that's weird. It's weird that I feel like you've said mousy pie before. <laughs> Cheap, cheap mouse. But What's oh yeah, cheap, cheap mouse. Cheap, cheap mouse. What was cheap, cheap mouse? Was that from the Grudge game? Cheap, cheap mouse. Was no. I Remember think... how bad the Grudge game was, dude. I don't care what you say. <laughs> Shut up. It's good. No, it's not, dude. Perfection. That game is so bad. <laughs> dude, it's scary. It's when so the little stupid. boy pops up on the yeah, screen. It's the equivalent of when you uppercut someone in Mortal Kombat 2. <laughs> <laughs> and the little <laughs> Cheap, <laughs> cheap mouse, I believe. At some point, I don't know if it was on the podcast or in real life, and we were talking about animal noises, and I was like, you know, when a mouse goes cheep cheep, and then and then was it on the ice cream truck? I think so. Cheep cheep mouse was the mouse that lived in the ice cream truck. <laughs> I think <laughs> <laughs> it was during the winter. That's where he lived, and then mom found him when she started the truck. In oh the summer, yeah, and we, and we kept going cheep cheep mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, cheep cheep mouse. Cheep cheep mouse. Yep, he lived in the ice cream truck. Not. More than just a second. 
He was. Uh, it was a brief stay. <laughs> we Airbnb'd the ice cream truck <laughs> to, For the winter. to the mouse community. I think mom said he got sucked out the window or something. <laughs> <laughs> she was driving, and Cheap Cheap was like, "I'm out of here." Cheap <laughs> Cheap. Oh, that's amazing! Oh, yeah. I love that story. See you later, Cheap Cheap. Cheap Cheap Mouse, dude. Mouse. Should we go into a category? Yeah. What do you want to go into? Um, I the first one movies. For me, right? Do you have to do something nope. before that? Just movies. You want to use the bathroom before you hit the road? Uh, yeah, I'm done. Nice, nice visual. Thanks. Let's do this. <laughs> ooh, ooh, let's go to the movies. Do you have any movies? Or am I, oh, am so, I dry? Oh, <laughs> sick! <laughs> I just had to. <laughs> am I driving the boat here? Well, what boat are we in? No, I watched one movie. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that little noise picked. Did that come from your mouth or the? Oh, sweet lord! I almost choked and died. Where did that sound come oh, from? Oh, it was so you know when you drink some water, um, I and mean, only a little bit goes, not the whole gulp. Yeah, that's what the, happened. Oh, so oh. the rest was like, we're not ready, and we're so not ready. <laughs> it was just a mess. I can't even. There we go. Um, movie. So yeah, I only watched one movie, and it was your recommendation because you were like, "Hey Tim, I watched a movie," and I was like, "Oh, that looked interesting. Let's oh, watch it." Yeah. So, am I saying the title? Are you ready to talk about it's it? It's Usually part of the okay. formula. Here's the movie. <laughs> Here it comes. We always build up to it, like <laughs> like it's a huge yeah, thing. Like we're gonna say. But it's fun. It's like it's it like fun. A special introduction. It is. Yeah. For best achievement and achieving achievements. <laughs> Here are the nominees. <laughs> Shudder. Sahara. Sunshine. For best film, starting with the letter S. <laughs> or Event Horizon. And the winner is Event Horizon. All right. Yay! <laughs> yep. I didn't like it. Really? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was very all right. Yeah. Um, I found the visuals are charming, but also very <laughs> old. Charming. <laughs> well, because they're so old. Yeah. They're, they're like old. they're like the lower end of '90s 3D like special effects. Interesting. Um, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, was the movie 3D originally? Do Do you know? What do you mean 3D? Like 3D glasses, like you need, like it was a 3D spectacle. I had no idea that that was that, that was it released in 3D. No, that's what I'm asking you. Do did you don't know? ask me that question? Okay, I didn't know if you do. <laughs> no, not that I know of. Why? What in the movie made you think it would have been? Um, there was specifically when they first get on the event horizon and uh, they go to the machine in the middle, um, the oh. the warp thing, and there's all the coolant in the air, and yeah. one of the guys like moves it towards the screen. And oh, it, yeah. So it felt very 3D. It did kind of lend itself to that. I think that was just the CG graphics at the time. Yeah, and they're like, like, let's get it so close to the screen. Yeah, I think. Um, so did you like it? I think so. Mm -hmm. um, so this was a situation where I... Uh, I don't live with anyone who would want to watch this movie with me. Yeah. So I ended up watching it in segments because I started it one night, fell asleep, watched part of it on my lunch break the next day, but it was so bright out and the movie so dark. I, I couldn't, there was like a glare on my phone, so I couldn't keep it up. Um, so I had to watch it in segments, which I think affects the, uh, affects the experience a little bit, but honestly, not too much. Yeah. Outside of that though, like, I think I also... 
ended up feeling like kind of eh about it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's I don't think it's bad. I think it's definitely creepy. Mm-hmm. I think the uh, the it's definitely like uh, has this like hyper violent, disturbing uh, like focus with the visuals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I do think they the visuals seem a little bit dated, but. I didn't see that as a negative because okay. it just looked like it kind of looked like it's time. Mm-hmm. The I mean the coolant and like the the CG stuff definitely looked more dated to me. Where I was like that looked kind of goofy. Yeah, but all the gore I thought was pretty. Like even I thought the makeup was pretty good. Yeah, that that made me think total like eighties movie mm-hmm. like really high quality um, practical effects. I right. Would say. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and we didn't even say that what the story is, but basically there's this crew that goes to look for uh, this spaceship called the Event Horizon. And the uh, main point of the Event Horizon is they were trying to um, travel like uh, faster than light, if I recall. Yeah. Um, that was the idea. And so it was like a big government mystery. And they're like, here we go. We're going to do it. And they do it and they disappear. Yeah. The ship's gone for seven years and it suddenly comes back. Yep. Um, so they had to go and explore the ship. Very alien-esque. Yeah. Um, what You said it the other day, like an isolated... Yeah, it's, it's got thing. that, like, we had talked recently about Underwater mm-hmm. and those types of movies, and it's like this isolation horror Yeah, um, is what I would call it. Mm-hmm. I don't... That's not a... I feel like it's a genre. Like, there's enough movies that fit right. that description. Um, but yeah, and the the uh, there's a doctor on the ship who is played by Sam Neill, mm-hmm. um, which is funny because I started watching Peaky Blinders recently, and he's in in that. And the only other thing I think I'd seen him in prior to that was uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah. Um, but he's he's pretty good in this. He. Um, is the only one on the ship who really knows what's going on, mm-hmm. and then uh, Lawrence Fishburne and his crew. All up. Oh, did you recognize Sean Pertwee from uh, Gotham? Gotham, yes, yes, so I knew funny. it. I knew. I saw him, and I was like, I know. I'm pretty sure this is an Alfred, but I couldn't remember where I saw That's, this dude, Alfred. Yep, it's Gotham's <laughs> Alfred. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny because um, I saw his name in the credits. I was like, no way. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then he showed up. Yeah, I was like, what? That's crazy. So that was what uh, 23 years ago that movie came out. I think. What did it say? 97. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is funny because, uh, to your point, the effects do seem more eighties. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's just practical effects is practical effects. But, yeah. Um, I almost expected it to be earlier nineties than that, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think it's a bad movie. It definitely has that, that creepy, um, uh, isolation feeling about it. And it's kind of cool, like in regards to the sci-fi aspect of it. Um, Sam Neill talks about the way they were trying to figure out traveling mm-hmm. faster than light was by like folding space time, essentially. And, and that way where you enter is also where you come out, but you've made this fold. And then when it unfolds, you're like across the universe kind of right. thing. And it all takes, ba- uh, takes place around um, focusing around the core of the ship, which acts as a sort of portal apparently to hell. Um, um, so uh, they kept bringing up that it was hell, but I believe when, um, what's his face? Uh, the doctor, Sam Neill, he, he was like, it's not hell. It's another dimension. Yeah. Like, and <clears throat> so there was a part where they were all flashing and they were, all the people that died were still alive in this other dimension being tortured. Oh, is that what that meant? Yeah. Interesting. And that was the other dimension. It almost looked like Hellraiser. Like, like. Yeah, it did a little bit. Um, so I don't know, but yeah, I mean, in essence it is hell. But yeah. they're saying it's not really. It's like another dimension. But I don't know. I mean, it could be either or. Right. Um, and this movie's been on my list for so, so long because I've seen it on a million lists of like, 
um, one of the goriest films of all time and uh, one of the top horror films and stuff like that. Um, I'm sure it was pretty shocking when it came out. Mm -hmm. There are definitely some disturbing ideas. Like, you know, there's the, there's one dude in particular who gets like strung up in a way that's like pretty disturbing. That I would say that was probably the most like gore factor, but even then, at least to me, maybe I'm so numb to it now with everything (laughs) I've played and seen, but maybe at the time I'm trying to compare to other things I've seen, but even some slasher movies are, I feel like a little more violent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I would say so. I mean, some of the, I think if you slowed down the flashing scenes you're talking about, yeah. those would have been pretty shocking. Mm-hmm. What's weird to me is those flash so quickly. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine the makeup work that went into those scenes. For you to not even see them. I mean, it's literally like, I, I was waiting for them to actually take you there. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought those were almost uh, like foreshadowing of what you're going to see later in the movie. Right, like when they get captured yeah. or whatever. Um, So I did read, funny enough, that um, <clears throat> the movie originally had an NC-17 rating. It did. Um, for violence and all that stuff. Oh. Um, but uh, obviously no one wants to have a movie that's NC-17, yeah. at least in the 90s. So um, they cut down a lot. Um, and there's an extended cut that is supposedly, well, that was made... Um, and it was on a VHS, but the VHS is in such crappy condition that it wasn't, uh, that it's gone now. It's like, it wasn't worth saving because it was so bad. No way. Um, but they were, everyone was working on it. Um, the director, Anderson. Um, uh, I forget. I want to say the, I think he was the Resident Evil guy, which would be funny because I feel like. Oh yeah, you're right. Paul W.S. Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, uh, wanted to make this the full director's cut. Um, and yeah, the tape he found, which is funny if you read it in the IMD, IMDB trivia, um, they talked about how the tapes were all over, like all the extra footage. They found one like in a salt mine. Uh, they found one all across the world. They found different parts of the movie and tried to combine it into something. And you can find a lot of the scenes on the special, whatever, 20th re-release. Okay. Um, but the full director's cut, I don't think ever, is ever coming out. They're Dude, trying. But... No way. That's mm-hmm. insane. Because I, I would be interested in that. Yeah. Because um... <clears throat> I do feel like there was a lot left on the cutting room floor. Like you said, all those flashing scenes with everybody. Yeah. Like, I'd like to see that more in depth. Even if it's disturbing, I don't know. There's a lot of... Like you said, all the makeup, all the effort that went into it well, just for yeah. a flash. And it felt like it was such a big... I mean, that was the whole thing was like this, what is going on with the event horizon and what is the deal with the ship and what does it run on and if this is a portal, where does it go? Mm-hmm. And you kind of... I, I think the reason I felt a little underwhelmed by the end of it is it sort of felt like... Um, it, uh, I didn't feel like fulfilled story-wise, I think. Mm-hmm. I think I felt a little bit... Like they didn't explore enough of like, yeah, what they know. set up? I just felt unfulfilled as to like, was the ship actually alive? Was there... Because there were like some, some things spoken of like, this ship knows X, Y, and Z. But it was like, does the ship actually know? Are they speaking metaphorically? Is there something like, is it what's running the core? Mm-hmm. And where did the core come from? I, they might have talked about that, um, but I... I don't recall. Because if the core is like, was it the fact that it actually did travel and, and jump dimensions that caused... They the, said, I remember in the movie, they said it was like a black hole. That, a black hole, that's right. That's yeah, right. and it was surrounded by magnetic fields. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't know. That doesn't sound like anything that would be terrible or yeah, could bring life... But maybe going to the dimension caused it to come alive, I yeah. guess. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's just like cryptic sci-fi talk, really. Yeah, which is fine. And and that is where maybe my multiple sittings affected my uh, experience because I felt a little bit like, ah, I don't know if I feel like I have a full story here. Um, I think overall, like if you're a fan of that type of movie, um, you want something kind of creepy or you just like sci-fi in general, mm-hmm. I think I think it's, um, it's not bad. But what do you think are the main things that left you feeling like, meh? Um... I found like some some of the things the characters do are kind of stupid. Yeah, like specifically the doctor mm-hmm. where they're leaving at the end, um, not at the end of the movie, but like near the end, closer yeah. to the end. And she like they grab all the CO two tanks or whatever they're taking, and she like for whatever reason turns around because the ship's calling to her. Yes, and she uh, you know goes and eventually dies because she's just being stupid. And I'm like, why? Yeah, why, why I gotta do that? There's another part with a particular character who. Um, there's a moment where this character is shown to be like, I don't know if they're possessed or if they've always been. I, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's like a pretty big reveal, so I'll, I'll try to leave this one um, ambiguous. But they sort of reveal this character as like an antagonist. Mm-hmm. But then there's a point where they it seemed to switch back to how they were for the first half of the movie. Right. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, Do you because, remember that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, because... This character like goes in the shadows and is like, I am yes. the ship. Yes. And then the ne- the following scene, this character is all concerned about someone who's dead. Yeah, and there's it's like, like human concern. Yes, yeah. that's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. So this character, yeah, they, <laughs> they drop into the shadows. It's exactly what happens. It says some weird cryptic line. Yep. And they're like, oh, they're the antagonist right. now. And literally, I think it's the next scene, one of the other crew who has died, that same character is like, oh, no, and like mm-hmm. says their name and goes and checks on them. Yeah. And I was like, well. Well, I mean, if you're already a bad guy, what does it matter? Right. Or So <clears throat> that was one of the parts where I was like, so is the ship taking control of people in moments? Like, mm-hmm. was that just a moment or... But then later, it seems like that wasn't just a moment. Right. So I don't know. There are things like that that it just felt a little bit like messy for me i guess yeah i didn't put together i think i saw paul anderson because he's only i think he's credited as paul anderson not paul ws anderson mm-hmm. um but i didn't put together that he was the resident evil director oh, mortal yeah. kombat too really yeah i think he directed the first mortal kombat which that I, just blew my mind yeah because that's a weird uh i don't know how we never never have put that together you know we talk about these movies all the time i know that is super strange. Let me let me double check. Yeah. Here. Yeah, nineteen ninety five Mortal Kombat director. Crazy. And then Event Horizon was two years later. Um Huh. Event Horizon got a thirty five Metascore. Really? But a six point seven out of ten uh, hmm. for, you know, people. Yeah. The humans. So you know, I think it's definitely a more of a cult classic movie. hundred percent, yeah. And there's aspects of it that are cool, but maybe I've just seen it enough where it doesn't feel as fresh like it there's nothing new it brings to to the table sure i guess um that being said i mean i think it's a fine watch and if you have a few friends and some time to kill it's like just a kind of a cool movie to flip on yeah um but i don't think i'll ever watch it again yeah no i don't think i will either and i had wondered too if it's a you know victim of how many things i've seen since it's come out at the time especially hearing that it originally had an nc-17 rating Mm -hmm. i wonder i mean i bet there was a lot of hype around it like oh they had to cut it down to get it in the theaters right that alone i mean and at that time for a mass release it's not like it was an underground horror movie like this was in theaters and everything Mm -hmm. it was probably a little bit more shocking then right um but yeah i'd have to say my experience was 
but that was a little underwhelming. That's all right, um, though. All movies can't be winners. No, that's true. Because then, I don't know, is that a good thing if all the movies are good? If every movie you see is good? As long as they're not all the same. Okay. But like that's the whole thing. Like, how do you know what's good if you don't know what's bad? Right. You know? Well, I guess even what's really good, I guess it would be the worst of the good, and that would be bad. Yeah. Like, I don't think this is a bad movie. Right. But I'm not going to watch it again. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I, I don't see myself, unless I'm like, unless I'm like in a log cabin and it's got four VHSs and that's one of them. That's one of them, yeah. And the other three are Mortal Kombat Annihilation. <laughs> All three <laughs> All of three them? All three of them. <laughs> or the same, it's just three different parts. Oh my God, split into three. <laughs> um, oh, that's yeah. torture. I mean, I might, I guess I could see myself watching it with someone if they wanted to, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. just weird. More often than not, like with most movies, I could be like, oh, I'll watch that again, or I yeah. can watch that again. But this one, I was just like, yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm glad that I've seen it finally, and it wasn't like awful, but it does feel a little dated. And, yeah. You know, whatever. Hey, you got a new video game shelf. Oh, I did. How stoked are you about that? Dude, it was, I, uh, yeah, it was getting too it much. It was getting bad, dude. Mm-hmm. You were starting to look like a hoarder. Yeah. But you still do, but it, you look no, like no, an no. organized No, no, with the new one. shelf, it doesn't look like that, it. Dude, the only difference between hoarders and collectors are shelves. <laughs> that's literally the one difference. Dude, that's the official slogan of collectors. <laughs> We've got shelves. <laughs> We're not hoarders because we got shelves. <laughs> oh, I know. I guess if you organize, if you have a ton of stuff and organize it, yeah. it's not bad. Yeah. Because, I mean, technically you're not. Are you hoarding if you're collecting? I don't know. That's an interesting question. It is. I don't. I, I, it depends. I guess what it depends on is the reason you're collecting, yes. and I guess what you're collecting. See, I've I've ebbed and flowed so much my my collecting uh, logic mm-hmm. over the years. I used to just be a very frivolous collector where I would literally collect everything, mm-hmm. and it would probably border on hoarding because. I would just, someone would like buy me a keychain and I'd be like, well, I guess I collect keychains now. <laughs> like that, it would be no, that, I get that simple. <laughs> and then I would like see a Disney movie that I was really into. And I'd be like, crap, I collect all things Disney now. That sucks. <laughs> like I didn't see that coming financially. Um, but then it was like, I cleaned out a bunch of my collections. Mm-hmm. I definitely admittedly overdid it because there are a bunch of things I wish I never got rid of. And now I I kind of, I way more analyze what I'm adding to my collection now. Mm-hmm. I think about where it's going to go, if it's something I'm going to use, or if I'm just okay with displaying forever. Mm-hmm. But I also like dip back into really old things that I want sometimes. Like uh, we've talked about like random trading card packs that you can get at flea markets and yeah. stuff like that. There, I don't have a place for those. I just threw out a bunch of cards that I'll never, Did that you? I never you used. You just threw them out? They, I was like, well, I feel, I'm no one's going to buy them. What were they? The Roswell. Remember how I got yeah. stuck with those four? 100 Roswell yeah, cards. I don't know why. <laughs> so I was like, Those I'm never going to use these, out. but yeah. um, you know, we got them. I got them for free anyways, but uh, I don't know. I feel weird throwing out anything, anything that seems dude. collectible. I know. Um, but I just don't think anybody but some wants things, them. It's funny. There is like a dark corner of collectibles that have been produced that yeah. you're like, this is the dumbest <laughs> thing. Like there are even some things like uh, the Ninja Turtles trading cards that I've had. Um, I have a set from the third movie mm-hmm. and they're those trading cards that are just scenes from the movie. Like, and a bunch of movies had yeah. those. They're pretty stupid. Mm-hmm. Like I, they're <laughs> like, you have the movie, yeah. which is the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't need to like have a still shot on a <laughs> little like, cardboard. I love this yeah, scene. Remember this scene? <laughs> like it's not Usually, exciting. I mean, there's a little more incentive because they have like a description on the back right. or, um, you know, sometimes 
I don't know. They have little extra things, but I get it. It's it was totally just a cash grab because totally. kids wanted uh, something to collect from yeah. the movie. And I'm not even saying there's not still an appeal to them because there is. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I don't know what it is. Right. <laughs> I have no idea why I care to own those. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. Right, because, I mean, like you said, you have the movie. You have, like, 20 different versions right. of the movie. Like action figures. Mm-hmm. You, there were the movie figures that went along with that. You can watch the movie. Even the soundtrack. Everything. But so, just little cardboard scenes. Yep. Trading cards in general, to me, are so funny. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's just like, look at this one. <laughs> look at this one. Wow. <laughs> look at... This one. Oh, incredible. Hey, I got two of this one. <laughs> like, it's such a weird thing. But there's something fun about flipping through a pile, or if you're fortunate enough to have a, a card like binder. Yes. Dude. I got one for my Pokemon cards. See, because pages of cards mm-hmm. are way cooler than just cards. Right. If you have a stack of cards, garbage. Yeah, garbage. Pages, oh, you can man. tell they're like collectible. Did you try putting the Roswell cards in pages? I didn't. Oh. I didn't. Uh, you know what? They're probably, I didn't even look how much they're worth. I just You're assumed just they like were garbage. Trash. Yeah. <laughs> probably poured a drink on top of them as soon as you put them in the I, trash. Everything, I, it was at the bottom and I just filled the trash with <laughs> other trash in the house. I'm like, I just want to get rid of these. Let me make sure they're irretrievable. But people think that all the time for video games for movies oh, yeah. and it's like people don't know the value and no. don't spend the time looking it up so right it's don't true. look up roswell cards and tell me they're worth 500 dollars because i'll cry can i look up whether irretrievable is a word yes you're allowed to do that um it is oh good nice um but yeah i see and uh, you know another part of collecting is uh, uh room you know if you don't totally. have enough room yeah it's harder for you to pick up more stuff because you're like, well, I don't, you know, I don't really need it. So, I mean, I'm getting close to the point where I really, I would have to get like, I'd have to get rid of those shelves and get like a big one or something. But mm-hmm. it's just, it eventually becomes too much. Yeah. Even even though I have like, you know, a crazy game collection, there's going to be a point where I'll, I'll either want to sell some or do something with it. Or you got to rethink just how you display them and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Because that's the thing, like it's no fun to just buy stuff and throw it in a drawer. Right. You know? Um, and I definitely have things that I'm like, if I ever have a certain room, like mm-hmm. an extra room that I can put stuff in, these are the things that I will start you, purchasing again. You or, have the plan. Yeah, but like right now, it doesn't make any sense. Right. I'm like maxed out for where I can put things. I think you still have some room. There's a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But it's hard because the room where you have your stuff is not like a, a secluded room. It's not. People right. go through it all the time and mm-hmm. stuff, so it's tough. It is. Um, but... It's still cool. It's still cool. You made it your own. I've done all right. I got mm-hmm. some stuff in there, you know. Mm-hmm. I got a Chun Li. You got, got some a, turtles. Chun beef. I got a Chun beef. Mm-hmm. I got a dragon dagger. I got. I got some things, man. I'm glad. I'm glad you're glad. Let's. Do you have anything else in movies? Yes. Okay. Speaking of dumb decisions in horror movies, I'm so sorry. Like we said, like eight minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. About the dumb things. Yeah, that's cool. I, for whatever reason have been watching a ton of Friday the 13th movies. Continuing your streak of sadness. It's not... I mean, it's fine. Last we heard on the podcast... Last time on the Keep Up Podcast. You were halfway through the third movie. The third one. And you weren't sure if Jason's mask was in it. It is. What? It shows up. So confirmed. Like I said last time, people probably know this, but... So it's just crazy. Jason's mask, mm-hmm. as we know it, doesn't mm-hmm. show up until halfway through the third movie. Which blows my mind blows because mind, it's dude. such an iconic piece it is. of history, of yep. horror history, and it doesn't show up till the third movie, which third movie. I imagine a bunch of people dropped off at that point, you think. Or do you think I don't know if franchises were a little huh. bit different then. Right. Maybe back then it was like 
exciting to get seven of one movie. Right, because you know? now you see something break like four, mm-hmm. three or four, you're like, okay, this one's done. Like, yeah. Resident Evil went off the rails. But that's like, the only one I can think of that went to like eight movies. Right. And that, <clears throat> that wasn't like super popular because mm-hmm. there was like Harry Potter. There was Lord of the Rings that had the Hobbit trilogy after that. Mm-hmm. Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But those are all super popular franchises. Right. Um, and maybe there's there's probably a ton like wrestling movies and stuff like Stuff like that that have a million sequels. Yeah, I mean, I will say... Wait, what's wrestling movies? Like, oh my God. all When all the... <clears throat> I don't know. I have a frog in my throat, by the way. I Gross. apologize for coughing a bunch. It's disgusting. Um, for some reason, there's this whole like slew of wrestler-based movies. So it's got like, you know, John Cena and... Oh, Kane. Okay. I don't know oh, a lot of wrestlers, yeah, but they, yeah. they all star in these movies that are like funded by the WWE. Yeah, and yeah, no, that's I do remember. There that. was like the Marine that had John yes. Cena, and there's like forty of them now. But so. then later, I think it's another guy. It's not John Cena, right? He, I think he was only in the first one, which uh, that one was good. I didn't see that. I heard it was I, good. that was the only one I saw. But anyways, there's this whole deep dark market of wrestling movies. I will say, um, like Scream has gotten a lot, and they're working on another one. They've had four and then the TV show, right? Yep. And then they're working on five, which I, and I'm stoked about it. That's a little weird. Yeah, get, everyone's so, getting old. Dude, you see four though? Yeah, four was good. They're all great. But everybody in four, I imagine, is not going to be in five. No, some are going to be. Some. But some, not all. But not all. Maybe. I don't know. But you watched Friday the 13th. Yes. So mm-hmm. Friday the 13th. Part three. What's the name of it? Is it just part just three? Just part three. Okay. But part four is called the final chapter. Oh. Um, Which we all know that's a lie. So I will say it's pretty... Yeah, and then five's called The New Beginning. So um, <laughs> What a twist. I know. So they're all on Prime. That's what caught my eye because I'm a sucker for collections. Mm-hmm. And they were all just right next to each other. And I was like, well, I'll just watch this real quick. Yeah. Wow. Uh, here we go. <laughs> and um, they're fun. I don't know. Like, it's it's cool to watch... And I don't know what it would be like then when they were coming out, but it's cool now to watch because I've known about Jason forever, but I've never sat down and watched all the movies. First time I saw Friday the 13th all the way through, I think I probably said this in the last episode, but when we went to see it a few years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, it's, it's just cool being like, oh, these are all the movies that, you know, all these horror aficionados like grew up watching mm-hmm. and going back and watching them all in a row is just kind of funny and, and kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I wanted to talk about in this movie is it is full of some of the worst horror tropes I've ever seen. Great. The most senseless acts from any human in a desperate situation that I've ever seen. Oh, I and, hate it. And like the first thing, the first thing that is just funny is the way that they get, that people end up naked in these movies <laughs> is absolutely beyond me. Like mm-hmm. it is so funny that this, unless these are just not the people I hung out with growing up, like <laughs> there's one, there's one scene where a girl gets mad at her boyfriend. So she angry storms out of the house and then angry strips and then angry goes skinny dipping alone at night. She has to cool off. Yeah. She's so <laughs> angry. I guess, I guess that's what you do. And, and then do you want your clothes wet? No, but like you're camping. Did you not bring anything for this situation? <laughs> There's no bathing suit. There's no, and it's just like the oh. the quickness with which people are like skinny dipping. Here and we go. Like, There's one scene where it's just broad daylight, and it's literally like ah, we don't have our suits, and everyone's like, 
everybody's naked all of a sudden. That's teenagers. I guess. That's... Again, I don't know if I just hung out with the different <laughs> crowd or what, but it's just so funny. Oh. And then uh, we we laughed so hard when we went and saw the first one. And the uh, the situations in which women do not put their pants back on makes no sense. So funny. And that one. I, I can't remember exactly the circumstances, but I think she's walking from one cabin to another. I th- yeah. I think she's looking for a friend, maybe? She, I, yeah. I, it's something like that. Yeah. But she puts on like her shirt, and she's wearing her underwear, mm-hmm. but then she just hurriedly grabs her pants and shoes and runs out in the rain. And it's like... Wouldn't you just throw your pants on real quick? Like <laughs> you're, shoot, you're holding them, yeah, just put them on. And it's just—it's a funny thing that that was a thing yeah. in these movies. Is like get the girls naked so you know who's gonna die next. Essentially, <laughs> is like, um, and the rules all apply. And mm-hmm. it, you know, anybody who engages in any sort of intimate acts are probably done for. Dead. Probably while engaging. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, anyone who's like naked or says something like I'll be right back or and everything <laughs> made me think of scream yep. like it's so funny um and then there was one other one oh there's another one in 4 where there's just a weird pantless searching of a car. Like this girl's like, I'm gonna run to my cabin real quick. She leaves, she goes to her cabin. She could very well like put her pants on, like she's changing, mm-hmm. right? And mid change is like, oh shoot. And like runs out to her car and just searches for something with no pants on. And I think it starts raining again. It's just always raining and there's Typical. no pants. And it's really, that's just like a funny thing to me. So I wonder how often that happens in other horror movies around the same time, like Halloween and what else is there? I guess like Freddy Krueger, uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, I, I see. I don't remember it much in Nightmare on Elm Street. I've only I only really remember the first one. Mm-hmm. But I'm starting to think that that trope really just came from Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, like, okay. The group of teenagers at a camp, and right. like, I'm sure it happened in other things. Like I never saw Sleepaway Camp. I never saw like there are these lists of old slashers that I've never really seen. Usually, they always have a bunch of teens. I yeah, think, that's, I think that's, that's always amazing. But the camp thing and like there's specifics to each uh, yeah. movie, I think. But. Right. Um, but it feels like a lot of a lot of the uh, the rules were, mm-hmm. were laid down by Friday the 13th. Um, so I have code names for the things that I wanted to talk about. So in Friday <laughs> the wait. 13th, part four, the final chapter, mm-hmm. um, I have them listed as the boy, the basement, the body at the door and the house escape. Okay. These are four of the dumbest things I've ever seen a person do in a movie. The boy. So the boy, um, in this movie, Corey Feldman, a very mm-hmm. young Corey Feldman, um, he, uh, he plays Tommy, right? And Tommy's sister uh, meets this hiker who's up in the woods. And basically, they, they become friends. And later in the movie, uh, Tommy's sister is with this guy. And they realize, like, oh, shoot, Jason's alive and he's killing everybody, mm-hmm. right? So Tommy and his sister live in the woods. They live near the lake where everything's going down. Of course. I think they call it Camp Blood at this point. Oh, um, why change the name? I don't... I think it still is Crystal Lake, Camp Crystal Lake, but they called it Camp Blood because it's where all the murders happen, or it could be a different one. I don't know. Okay. Edward's probably listening. Correct me. Okay. Um, <laughs> right now. We'll wait for your phone call. <laughs> we'll wait. <laughs> and uh, so so she's out with him, and uh, as they're discovering it, she because their, their mom went missing, oh. uh, so she's like, I'm going to go out and find mom, blah, 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 whatever, runs into the hiker, and then like, oh, wait a second. We left Tommy all alone. No. So they rush home mm-hmm. to make sure Tommy's okay. Get in the house. 
Tommy's like, what's going on? Did you find mom? What's going on? And she's like, Tommy, Jason's back. He's killing people. Okay. Now across the street, there are, there's a group of teenagers there. Uh, and their great idea is like, oh, we got to run over there and check on them. Tommy, you stay here. Me and hiker guy are going to go and check on them. So they immediately leave the kid alone and they're like, lock the doors. And now at this point, like, Jason just crashes through every wall and door. <laughs> no, what's the point of locking But the they door? sprinted home to be like, Tommy, oh my God. And then they're like, all right, good. We'll be back. And then they <laughs> you leave. You just stay here. The dumbest thing ever. My defense for that. <laughs> okay, please. A quick little defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, were they afraid of Jason being across the street? Uh, like, did they think he was somewhere else? I think in the moment it was just like, we better go check over there. Okay. It's like, are they going to check on the people? Mm-hmm. Are they going to attack Jason? Is really it remember. safer for him to be with them or be in the house? Uh, I don't know. Definitely nowhere alone. Right. Because he's like 10. <laughs> so like, don't leave him anywhere. Right. And just like the the realization that like, oh my God, he's home alone. Oh, he's good. Let's leave him alone. <laughs> Let's leave just him like alone that again. Progression. Yeah. Like, does he get abducted? Does does Jason come and get him? Dude, I can't tell you what happens. Well, wh- okay. But I can tell you, they then go to the house across the street, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I think I have my events in order. It doesn't matter. I'll get to the important parts. Yeah. So uh, they can't find anybody in the house. Mm-hmm. So a uh, uh, hiker guy is like, let's split up, duh. So he goes downstairs into the basement. She Smart. looks around. He, she finds some blood or dead people. I forget which one. And then, <laughs> I mean, that makes a big difference, yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's all the same. So okay. then she freaks out, mm-hmm. and she's running and running and running and screaming the dude's name, runs down in the basement and finds him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, she's like, he's here. Jason's here. We got to get out. He's like, okay. So we start... Um, running up the stairs, right? He drops his knife. I think he's holding a machete. Of course. And he's like, oh, I got to go get... I gotta, go get the machete. So then he goes down the stairs. Spoiler alert, Jason's there, <gasps> right? Uh-huh. So she's just like screaming the guy's name. No, no, no. And then he, while being attacked by Jason, is yelling back and forth, he's killing me. Run. Get out of here. <laughs> he's killing me. Ah, Run. Go! He's killing me! <laughs> so that's super confusing. What? <laughs> but she runs away. Yeah. And she just goes upstairs into the living room until mm-hmm. she stops hearing the screaming. And then she's like... <gasps> <gasps> and then goes back down into the basement. Why? I don't know! Did she not get a weapon or anything? No, she just goes down in the basement. But like, definitely don't go in the basement where he just was, right? Okay. Yeah. So then... Ah. So then she's at some point running around, mm-hmm. right? Because Jason finds her because she friggin' handed herself over. Yeah. So he's chasing her around. So um, at this point, there's a it's, a it's a pretty cool scene in concept. She's trying to get out of the house, mm-hmm. and every door she goes to has like a body of like one of the people she met earlier. Mm-hmm. And um, the funniest one, like some of them make sense. Like she'll open the door and the body like falls down in front of the door and it's like hanging. Mm-hmm. So she'd have to like literally push the body up to get out. So she like runs to another door. Um, and ultimately she ends up jumping out a window. But what made me crack <laughs> up is the first door she opens. There's just someone dead laying down like on the, on the 
door, like in front of the doorway. And instead of her just stepping over it, she yeah. screams and slams the door and runs back into the house <laughs> and looks for another way out. Why? What? If you're <laughs> running for your life, jump over the body. Jump over the body. So then the second one she opens and the body falls in front of her. And I'm like, okay, that one you can't get out. Yeah. Just step over the other one. Like, <laughs> I don't, I was like, how you're so bad at being panicky. I just like, it cracked me up, dude. Even if she was like, no, it's no excuse. And it just doesn't, it's so funny how dramatic they make it because she literally opens the door, looks at the body, and is like, ah! and then slams the door. But you're running from a murderer. Right. Like, definitely step over the body. Oh. <laughs> the dog sneezed on the cat. Yes. yes I, th- he did. I think that might have been all of it. The, f- the boy, the basement, the body at the door, the house escape. <sighs> Isn't that the same thing as the body at the door? No. Because she jumped oh, out of the window. Oh, you know what that was? She escapes one house. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. She she goes back. This is after the whole basement ordeal. Mm-hmm. She finally finds a way out of the house. She runs back to the house that Tommy's in and tells Tommy to stay there because Jason attacks again in the house, right? So she's like, Tommy, you stay here. I'll, I'll lure him away. So she leaves their house mm-hmm. and runs back into the house across the street. What? That's where she went. Instead of like running through the woods or anything, she runs directly across back into the house. Why did, okay, why did she leave in the first place? I don't know, dude. To go back to, I just, see, I can't watch those movies. So that was madness. That's so annoying. Those are some of the dumbest things I've ever seen anyone do in a horror movie. That's, that's, I'm sorry you had to witness those. That being said, mm-hmm. it's pretty fun to watch. There's some uh, sheer brutality in this movie. Good. Um, so you liked four. Which one's your favorite so far? Um, I kind of liked the characters in three, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think two. I think two does a lot for the character of Jason. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really I like the first mask um, and I like the first getup of him in general, and yeah. it really lays down like the legend of who Jason is. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really cool, and it has a really strong uh, final girl, and the way that um, the way that she interacts with Jason near the end is actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think two is probably two and three are definitely my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, cool. They're they're good. They're fun. Yeah. I'm probably going to keep watching them because I know there's like Jason Takes Manhattan. I don't know what that could be. Are you going to watch Freddy versus Jason? Is that the last one? I know that's definitely later because that was like, that was 90s, late 90s, right? No, early 2000s. Early 2000s? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I think it was like 2006 to be honest. Yeah. Holy Christmas. And then there was the remake. Of what? Friday 13th. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm curious about that, too. Yeah, Um, that one's okay. I mean, it's it's good, but I don't think it's good as the original. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious to finish this one and then maybe, you know, watch all the Halloweens and stuff like that. Yeah. Jeez. I I never really cared about the slashers much growing up, but it's kind of cool going back and seeing where all these characters came from now Mm -hmm. and see why there are 30 of them. (laughs) I mean, there must be something to them. Uh, Ooh, it's a good transition here. Can we go into games? Yes. All right, sick. So, yes, dude. Uh-huh. Speaking of groups of teenagers and classic horror tropes. Uh-huh. I finally finally beaten. Uh-huh. Until dawn. Oh, on PS4. And I really liked it. It's so good. And what I um, you know, we've we've uh, broached the topic previously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what is crazy about this game to me is the way it morphs into something else 
something different than you think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, like four different times throughout the game. Yep. It very much changes because initially going in, you expect something. Yep. You have an idea. Uh, and then like, I would say maybe halfway through, there's like a big twist. Yep. And then there's, for some reason, more and more twists as you continue, which at first I didn't feel like were necessary, but it makes for such a grand, good story. Yeah. Like there's a lot of stories going on at once Mm -hmm. and they all connect to each other, but they're not just simple stories. Mm -hmm. There's way more depth to each one. Yeah. Um, But yeah, the game was just so expertly done, I think. Yeah, I agree. And I, there were some elements like... um, where, uh, let's say the Ouija board element mm-hmm. where the game, like you said at the beginning, it's very much a, uh, it's like a teen cabin in the woods horror vibe. Yes. Right. And there's a twist on what you think it is, mm-hmm. but there's a point in the, in the game where you use a Ouija board and things start to get a little bit spiritual and mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, wait a minute. Like, are they doing like supernatural stuff? Cause until that point there really isn't. Right. And then later, that stuff applies in a completely different way than I expected it to. Mm-hmm. And they don't even directly address that. No. That scene just happens. Yep. Um, and the reveals that happen later make the weight of your decisions earlier so much more intense. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's really, really cool. If if you're unfamiliar with it, it's super massive games. They make these very... The, graphically, I think it's just like unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Um, I read a review recently that... They overall called it a mediocre game. They said that the storytelling was really good, and they thought the graphics were a little bit um, like wonky, uh, saying that the motion capture just didn't do justice. For Until Dawn? Yeah. They were saying that... I know. That's how I felt. (laughs) That's crazy. They were like, like, um, there are awkward moments where it just shows you that uh, motion capture isn't quite there yet to give the actors, because the actors are their real likeness, right? Um, that like the body movements were awkward. And I was like, dude, can you not suspend reality even that much that the character models that look this good yeah. aren't up to your standards? Like, I like, know what actors they are. Right. Like, like they nailed the look and oh, the yeah. movie. I, there was no point where I was watching it. I was like, oh, this looks like it's animated. Yeah. Like, Yeah, and I mean, I guess they were talking about certain motions, like climbing things and stuff like that, but there was nothing that I was like, oh, that looked dumb. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It was a, kind of a weird review, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I just think the storytelling aspect of it's really, really great. I yeah. think um, it's so realistic, and the environments are so engaging that mm-hmm. I actually... I. I like that the, the your main goal in it is to make these decisions and just interact with the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and having played... It's funny because I always said, like, I don't think I'll ever play this game a second time. I can kind of see myself playing through it again. The ending gives it a whole new light, like yes. a whole new energy. Mm-hmm. And um, I did actually play through the last two chapters three times the night that I beat it. Oh, so I, I beat it once. Um, it's amazing... Uh, the the variations of who you can save. Yes. Um, how many people did you save on your way, your last, or your first playthrough? First playthrough, I saved everyone. You did? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Because um, it seems like as I was reading it, like that's kind of difficult to do. Super, because there's one decision early on. Um, I remember reading it after because I was like, man, there's no way that I lucked out with this. But yeah. it really it was just, I made the right call early with, I think it was... Emily's boyfriend. Is it when they're dangling? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and you have to make a decision based on I forgot what it was. It was It's something like you you're supposed to help her 
Or no, the decision separates you. Yes. I believe. But the only thing that makes the de- decision feel wrong is she's nagging you the whole time. Mm-hmm. And she's like yelling at you. And you're like, and he like wants to help her, but there's also like a. I think if you make the decision, it like could kill you both or something like that. Or mm-hmm. it seems like it might. And that's right. the thing. You don't know. I It was funny because I wanted her to die. So I was like, I'll just let you go. <laughs> and I ended up saving her. I was like, shoot. Because she was driving me nuts. And yeah. I was like, you know, this is just my fun. My first playthrough. I'll, I'll care we'll about saving. Go. Yeah. I was like, see ya. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. But I... um. But yeah, other than that, I, I think it was mostly luck or I just made good decisions. I mean, yeah. there there are seriously points where you're being chased by something, mm-hmm. and if you go one way over the other, you'll die. Yeah, And right. it's like that instant. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Or you'll lose someone if right. you go the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one aspect I, I really loved, the um, the wolf companionship yes. that happens. That mm-hmm. was so cool. You kind of saw it coming when you make the first decision, but it's cool the way that it plays out. Yeah. Um, so I ended up getting the trophy for that one, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I played it through, I got one ending, then I played through the last chapter again, but realized that only let me save one more person. Right. And I had to play the second to last chapter. So I did it all that night. Um, and I, I really enjoyed it overall. I mean, I highly recommend the game. Um, it's, it's just, it's definitely one that I feel like you should play with a group of people. Yeah. Like it, that just makes it so much more intense. And For sure. It's like a, a playable, scary movie, yeah. really. And the only thing I felt a little like unsure about was the inclusion of the psychiatrist in between like the doctor conversations. Yeah. Um, I guess it was just like an extra like artsy move on, on their part. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't think it was... Uh, I guess I liked that aspect, but that's almost what I would want to replay it again, knowing mm-hmm. what I know and yeah. kind of see how it, it plays out. The other thing is some of the visuals in the last two chapters. Oh my gosh, Seriously. dude. Insane mm-hmm. with the sisters. Yep. Bro, crazy. Mm-mm. Highly recommend Until Dawn. It is. It's super freaky. And yeah. it's such a, it's so weird to see how good that first game was mm. and then go to Man of Madon. Man of Madon. It's such a downgrade. It's such I a don't downgrade. know if they, if they rushed it. Even the graphics, I mean, they feel, that feels like their first game and Until Dawn was their second really? game. Really? I, I don't know what it is. And maybe they'll fix it with the, the next one that's coming out. Yeah. But, um, do you think this game is easy for people who don't play games regularly? Um, so one thing that I read that makes me think maybe not Mm -hmm. is that the quick time events are so stressful and so fast Mm -hmm. that it kind of takes you out of the story, which I can sort of agree with. Yeah. Uh, because there are some moments where you're kind of punished for like, you could lose a character Mm -hmm. and you pretty much have to start over like to get back to that point. Yeah. Um, so that's the only thing that I think could be kind of jarring. Mm -hmm. Um, and some of the mechanics of the buttons, like getting used to uh, how the decisions are made and things like that mm-hmm. uh, in regards to... I'm actually more thinking of like shooting things and the, the, the moments that you decide to move or don't move right. or hit something or not hit something and dis- realizing you can choose not to do any of those things. Mm-hmm. So I think that concept could be a little bit difficult to grasp maybe. What do you think? Um yeah, no, I, th- I think it's it's a little too difficult because a lot of the times when I play with people that don't generally play games a lot, they end up looking at the controller because they'll see an X pop up on the screen, mm. but holding the controller, they don't know where X is. Yeah. Um, so because I, I would really love to suggest this to people because it's such 
such a good game that's not really a game. Yeah. Like a lot of people who don't like games, it's a good game to play because yeah, yeah. it is it's just like a good story. That's a good point. Um but you I think you need someone who is familiar with PlayStation at right. least to play it well. No, that's true. That's a good point. It's I haven't thought till now. When's the last time you looked at a controller while playing a game? It's, you know, it's second age. Isn't that funny? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but you know. <laughs> it's always interesting watching people play certain games because they look constantly, always look at the controller. Yeah, that's um, funny. But it's just, you know, we're nerds and play games all the yeah. time, so it's second nature. But, um, you know, and it's funny because we play such a variety of consoles where X is never in the same place. No, I know. X is on the left side, and then for the Wii, it's on top. Or not the Wii, the Switch. The Switch. Dude, yeah. the Switch drives me crazy. It, none of the buttons make no, sense on that. Drives me crazy. Like I still the, mess up on that all the time. It's like but you're just trying to be edgy. Stop it, <laughs> please. Brutal. Just be, uh, leave it normal. Seriously. Uh, so I, I don't. I think it's a great game, and um, you know some of the features in Man of Madon. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is like a party mode where you guys can switch controllers and uh, just do various things. Online multiplayer. Yeah. There's there's a lot of good uh, um, quality of life improvements that I wish they would add to Until Dawn, but. I don't know. Um, I, it's still a great game. Yeah. I think the biggest pluses were the um, the graphics, mm-hmm. the overall story, and the breadth of the genre. Yes. Like, it is just... By the end of it, it was a completely different story than I thought it was going to be. I don't be. know if we'll ever see a game like it again. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, I, I mean, the closest we can get is Quantic Dream, which they did Heavy Rain and Detroit okay. uh, Become Human. Yes. And yeah, those yeah. are like wicked awesome stories surrounded by a bunch of button sequences. Yeah. And they're some of my favorite games. I yeah. really love them. But um, other than that, I mean, I think it's pretty unique. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely a unique experience for sure. I'm glad to finally add it to my list mm-hmm. of games i've actually completed good old spook town when did we play that for the first time it's probably oh my god yeah um i want to say it came out in like 2016 yeah i think so i i remember it was early in the ps4 yeah lifespan which is crazy dude i remember we were so blown away by the graphics and Mm -hmm. like the title screen nuts oh god it's a good game good game Mm mm-hmm um, all right, I'll go into something. Not delete shared note. I do it almost every episode now. Don't do it. What are your thoughts on reproduction games? Reproduction games. Do you know what those are? Yeah. Okay. Um, like, are you talking about, like, we've seen for Kuon and... Right, like so it's games being sold um, way less than what the game's worth, mm-hmm. and they're just either discs that have, like, printed art on them or just plain discs. Um, and you can play the game fully. It's just not an official copy. Yeah, I think it. Um, it's cool that they're available mm-hmm. to experience. I don't think for me it would ever fill the void of wanting to collect the game. Okay. Yeah. I see that. So like for Kuon, I have an official copy of the disc, mm-hmm. and I have a reproduction of the case right. and no instructions. So there's a part of me that feels... Incomplete. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Um, so if there was a game, let's say it was $300, you love it. It's, I don't know, Silent Hills, let's say. Never yeah. Never came out, whatever, Silent Hills. And the only copy you can get is a reproduction copy. Yeah. And you're dying to play the game. Would you get it? Yeah. You would. I would get it. Well, mm-hmm. what's the price on it? 20 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would snag that. Because mm-hmm. I would like having it, like, I, I would like to have it in the collection, would mm-hmm. like to have played it. And to me, it's like a placeholder. Mm-hmm. And if someday I have an amount of money and I can just splurge on something, maybe mm-hmm. I buy an official copy just to say I have one. Okay, you know? so it's it's 
never it never fully satisfies you to have the reproduction. Right. Like anytime I show people, mm-hmm. like if they're like, Oh, like what old games do you have? I'd be like, Well, this one's cool. It's a reproduction, it's not like the actual one, but mm-hmm. it's kinda cool. Like that's yeah. how I'd always say it. I wouldn't just be like, I have this. Check it out, yeah, an official copy. Exactly. Yeah, I couldn't either. I was just thinking about it the other day because there's a ton of games like Sega Saturn, Dreamcast that are just the price is insane for the type yeah. of game it is. And um, so, I mean, I've, for the past few years, have been getting more into reproductions. As far as expensive games, I wouldn't do it for, like, cheap games mm-hmm. or um, games you can find easily. Yeah. Uh, but stuff like, you know, Kuan or, like, Rule of Rose. Like, I yeah. got a reproduction of that. And there's just, because there's just no way. It's never going down in price. No. And it'll I, only go up. There's no way I'll ever spend 300 bucks on it. I just can't. And I think, like I said, I think it's really cool that they exist. And I'll say that they're they're really good. Like, my Kuan on case mm-hmm. you would never know it's a repro right ever mm-hmm. a disc you might know because i don't know if you can tell from the art and the there are the disc, some but... professional ones yeah um but more often than not it, you can tell the difference yeah mm-hmm. yep um so i mean that's the only thing about it is if you can really tell the difference but i will say like the the reproduction box art is usually like pretty on point oh, yeah if people, that's all you need people can nail it um sometimes i've gotten some that are just garbage that yeah. are just like printer paper and they shove it in there i'm like <laughs> that sucks but yeah. i got the game which is good enough yeah. um maybe eventually i'll find because sometimes i can find just the case for the game and not the game mm-hmm. so maybe i'll get a real case reproduction that's game. what i was trying to do with kuan because mm-hmm. people would sell just the instruction manual and like you know what i mean and i almost got I think I almost got an actual case one time, but the case itself was like 90 bucks. I know. Crazy that even the case can yeah. go for so much. But oh, man, I'll never forgive myself for getting rid of that. <sighs> you know, oh. it, it's happen- it, it happens all the time. And, it does, unfortunately. You know. uh, the other cool thing about collecting is you'll sometimes get games. Like you have all the Turtles games. Yeah. Those are getting pretty expensive. Are they? Yeah. Just just over time, things are getting more and more expensive. Yeah. And it's cool to always just kind of like pull out a game and be like, I wonder what's this worth? Like I have a few games over there that I bought for maybe 12 or 15 bucks and they're up to 60 now. Oh. I can't imagine they'll stay like that forever, but it's just cool to be like, oh, this is actually worth something yeah, right. with, when I got it for 12 bucks, you know, three years ago. So The other thing is like if they ever, it depends what things are coming out like in, in public media. Like mm-hmm. if... Um, I don't know. Let's say they do like a reproduction of the first Ninja Turtles NES game one day, like mm-hmm. as a collector's edition. Yeah. Everybody's going to be like, oh, I forgot about that game. All of a sudden, the original goes way up in value. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yep. that kicks up the, the uh, it's all supply and demand. Mm-hmm. So that's always interesting too. Um, or like if they do a show or something and everybody's all of a sudden looking for their the old turtle stuff that yep. they grew up Anytime with. Anytime they do a movie or mm. a you know a remake. Yeah. Um what was the remake that Final Fantasy Seven, you know? Oh yeah. That just came out and the original game skyrocketed in price. Oh, I bet. It was expensive before, but no now kidding. people are asking like a hundred, hundred fifty, depending on if it's black label and stuff like that. Insane. And it's just only because the hype of the game. Yeah. I don't know if it'll ever go down again. It must, but yeah. Um but you never know when things get announced. That's the other thing. Like Tony Hawk, same thing. Thing, all the Tony Hawk games flying oh, up now. Oh, right, right. So not nothing too crazy, but yeah. enough where like they were five bucks before, they're 30 now. Yeah. And so you're I like, mean, okay. That's enough. So it's, it's cool, but at the same time, you know, like, I, I just, I don't know. I think with my reproduction games, I feel satisfied. Yeah. I'll always be on the lookout and I'll always have it in my head that they're worth a lot. So if I can find a good copy, cool. Yeah. But like some of these games aren't even good. 
You know, like I they're know. so expensive and I play it for like 10 minutes. And I'm like, ugh. yeah, was, I'm glad I didn't spend the money on it. I remember feeling that with like uh, Blood Will Tell. Mm-hmm. It's I, It wasn't a bad game. I played the whole thing, but there definitely comes a point where it starts feeling repetitive because yes. it's a lot of rinse and repeat with the, the bosses and the way that they fight mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, and that game's, I mean, how much is that game now? Like oh, two to four hundred dollars, I think. So gross. But yeah, it's so true. Like you go through all the trouble to get these games sometimes and you pop it in and you're like, this is okay. Yep. If you insist. Gotta gotta play it, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I don't know. I was just thinking about it the other day. I think it's a reasonable route to go. Mm-hmm. You know? Thanks for uh, having yeah. a conversation with me. I'm proud of you too. <laughs> <laughs> proud of me. You know what isn't a reproduction though? What? Sonic music. There it is. <laughs> I mean, there's probably reproduction Sonic music out there, but it's not Absolutely. good. I mean... Nope, it's not good. Okay, I'm sorry. No, actually, there are some fan games that have some pretty good Sonic music, but... That's cool. Yeah, I'm going to get rid of that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do have one more little interesting tidbit of information I found out the other day. Yeah. Uh, what do you think is the most rare and expensive Japanese Sega Genesis game, or Sega Mega Drive game? <clears throat> Um, um, it was there's there's like a list, and I only have this one, so maybe I'll find the others and talk about it at a later time. But just this game goes for a ridiculous price. Japan only? Ja- uh, yeah. So it's um, the Japan. No, no, not Japan only. But this specific edition is just the Japan region version, Japan version. But it was available in Europe and America, and they they're very. Po- it's a very popular game for but, Sega Mega Drive. Yeah. Is it a Sonic title? No. Is it a Castlevania title? No. Is it a Metroid title? No. Is Why would Metroid be on Sega? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Is it... Um, that's why it would be so expensive. Right. <laughs> so like, oh, what's this doing on here? Uh, it's worth over $1,000. Really? Yeah. Did we play it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you owned it. Booger Man. Nope. <laughs> it could be rare. I don't know. Uh, awesome Possum. Nope. You're definitely in the right vein, though. Really? It's not like animal-based, but it's one of those like cool, radical games. Uh, the 7-Up? Nope. Spot? Nope. No? Um, uh, Toe Jam and Earl? Nope. Cool, radical. Kind like... But it's, it's Chester Cheetah. Yes, it was Chester... No, it's not. <laughs> Do you remember that game? Yeah. Dude, um, why did everything get its own game? Especially in that era, there was a lot of, like, snack-based er, games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, dude. Um, I had one more guess. What yeah. was it? What was it? Uh, Chester okay. Cheetah. Did I say Vector Man? Nope. Oh, that's a fun one, though. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. What is it? It's Comic Zone. Comic Zone? Yeah. Dude, One what? of the most sought-after... Japanese Sega Mega Drive games. That game was pretty sick. It was sick. I don't know why it's a thousand dollars. Over a thousand dollars. Yeah, no, that's nuts. That's crazy. They could get. You can even get an import of it for like ten bucks. It's not a super expensive game. So why the hell? I imagine it had a really low production or something. Yeah. I was just watching a video the other day, and this guy was going through um, a shop in Japan, and they had it like in this glass case by itself. Uh, it was whatever it was, 140,000 yen, you know, $1,400. And I was like, what? And the guy started talking about it. And he said it was just like, it's just one of those crazy rare games. 
That's insane. I, I don't know why. I, I can't figure it out. I definitely had that game. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but like, I just, I don't know. There's nothing that I know exclusive about it. Um, it was just maybe it had such a low printing there. Yeah. But I just thought it was cool. I didn't, I, out of all the games, Comic Zone. Yeah. That's really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I don't think, I remember when it came out, dude, I think I rented that game from that video store up the street. Oh geez. Uh, movie scene, movie gallery, movie scene. Remember video update? Oh God. Yeah. Hollywood <sighs> video. Hollywood video, dude. Wow. Yep. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Comic zone. Yeah. That was on a Sega collection too. Oh dude. It's been re-released so many times. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was, it, you could buy it just on the Xbox store by itself. Um, Sonic's uh, Genesis collection. Yeah. Uh, it was all over the place. But is it as good as Comic Jumper? Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, rough. Would you rather play Comic Jumper again or watch Mortal Kombat Annihilation? Annihilation. You'd rather watch that? 100%. I guess it's only two hours. 100%. That movie made me feel sick. Uh, yeah, it's rough. But w- there are at least a couple scenes where you get to see like the robots do cool stuff. Really? No, but I'm just It's better than Comic Jumper. <laughs> way better than Comic Jumper. Dude, I can't sit through the frustration of just like shooting and oh, oh, oh I that can't. Game was so bad. Dude, it's so bad. Did I beat it? I don't remember. I was I about think to I ask. <laughs> That's bad when you can't remember if you beat it. No, cuz I just I wanted it to be over so The ending's badly. so dumb. Do you you What remember? happens? I don't remember. You go back to your first comic and it's all you're like gold cuz you have so much money. Oh yeah. And you like I don't know, you beat everybody up and you beat Brad at the end and then the guys, the Twisted Pixel guys uh, are swimming in a mansion. Yes. The song or whatever. I don't know. It's so dumb. I did beat it. (laughs) Oh, garbage. That is, yeah. Oh. Comic. I would much rather play Comic Zone. Yeah. Comics Zone? Was there an X? Yeah, I think it was was (laughs) C-O-M-I-X. Comics Zone. Comics Zone. 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 Um, I think that's all I had. I'm going to deliberately uh-huh. come to the podcast with some different categories to talk about next week. <laughs> okay. I've actually, I have stuff in books. I, I know. just never talk about it. I know you do. I actually just bought uh, a new book the other day and I wanted to talk about it, but I think I'm going to save it for the next episode. Okay. Because I'm sleepy. All right, sleepy. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Nope. Well, hey, listen, this has been episode 1026. Yes. And <laughs> um, <clears throat> you can find us on uh, Line. Yep, on LimeWire. <laughs> on LimeWire. <laughs> <laughs> Napster. Yeah. Um, MySpace. Ask.com. Oh. That's with a J at the end of ask. <laughs> <laughs> Askj.com. Uh, Instagram, the Keep Up Podcast. Mm-hmm. Freaking find us all over the world and share us with your friends. And we love you. And Tim's going to do what's called end babble. And balabies. We're all going to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. and nobody will survive. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, Am I really going to kill everyone? And we'll see you next week. Do you have a topic for me? Timothy, your topic this week is the scales of lizards. Ah. You know, the scales of a lizard, if you take them off and put them on yourself, can you camouflage? Can you become one like the Egyptians once were, covered in the scales of their enemies to camouflage into the wind?
As they flew away, I remember hearing Ramsey say, The scales protect me, and I feel safe. So I'll leave you with this. Don't skin your animals. Unless you want to. I'm not here to stop you. But wear the scales, you'll be Ramsey. That's rad.